Well, you know, I really think we couldn't get a better example of scriptural call and response than our readings from Romans and Matthew this morning. Paul confesses, I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. And Jesus responds, Come to me, all you that are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. We are in a tug of war with the law in both Romans and Matthew this morning. Indeed, it's more than just those two books. There is quite a long history of tug at war with the law in scripture. And Paul here is wrestling with this law that he says is good and right in and of itself. And yet he says that even so, the law cannot resolve this dilemma. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I do. And then he proclaims, that the only way we can be saved from this dilemma is through Christ. Now, Jesus, on the other hand, throughout his entire adult teaching, constantly finds himself debating and discussing his teaching with crowds, with random young people who show up and ask him how to inherit eternal life, and of course, endlessly with the disciples. Two operative words here, discussion and law. For the two walk hand in hand. Roman society was traditional with its law of debate and application, and Jewish law has its own interpretations and applications, as we know from listening to the Pharisees debate Jesus's own behavior. And so Jesus and Paul are both accustomed to a culture of legalistic interpretation, both in civil society and in religion one that is endlessly mired in debate about the law, how it was written, how it shall be interpreted, and who it is for and who it is not. And Jesus has had it. I think he's really had it. He is naming the resistance here, and he's naming tantrums. And I'll tell you, I think the reason why the word tantrum is in my mind so prevalently now is because in the last few weeks, I've seen, and maybe you too, endless videos on the internet of people standing in grocery stores and parking lots and small businesses throwing a tantrum around the fact that they are told to wear a mask when receiving service. Well, Jesus has had enough. And so he says, come to me. Come in a command form. Come to me, all who are weary from fighting the ways of the world, of carrying the burdens of the world by yourself. Come and be yoked to me. Jesus is saying, answer my call. Answer my call to be my disciple. And he is not saying, think about it. He's not saying next year. Jesus is saying right now, come be my disciple because he's done with the endless fussing and debating of the law about who is allowed to be saved and who isn't. And he's done with debating about whether or not he is the true Messiah. He is telling us that he is Christ and it is time. Come to me all who are weary. Jesus is calling us into discipleship and we are asked simply to obey the call. Or as Dietrich Bonhoeffer says in his book, Discipleship, 
Stop discussing and start obeying. And therein lies our dilemma, this ethical dilemma, because the more we discuss, the more we fall into the quagmire of sin, for anything can be justified through language, through argument, through legalistic interpretation. And I'll tell you, I know because I come from a family of attorneys. Bonhoeffer says that ethical dilemmas happen when we want to stop, think, and discuss the commandments instead of obeying them. Discussion in this light is a form of resistance. Now I can hear the wheels churning in your head where you're saying, wait a minute, I always like to think things through. I want to understand them clearly before I act on something. And Bonhoeffer is not saying that. He's saying, no, don't think. Simply obey the call. He says the call to discipleship is a commitment solely to the person of Jesus Christ, a breaking through of all legalisms to the grace of him who calls us. Christ is telling us that there will be a yoke and a burden. And yet... The burden of the cross that he is asking us to carry will be easier to bear than the selfish desires of the world that distract and tempt us. It will be easier than the endless conversations about when to apply ethics and easier than navigating the ever-growing gray areas which we can use to excuse ourselves from ever really taking a moral stand. Christ is not promising right now an endless capering off into the sunset. That will come later when we return to God in heaven. But for now on earth, Christ is giving us a direction, a yoke and a burden to carry that will be easy and light. And then you may ask, well, how is that even possible? Because when we hear the word burden, it conveys up weight of drudgery and of heavy labor. It's because when we say yes to being a disciple of Jesus, we are saying yes to Jesus walking alongside of us along the way. We are freed when we acknowledge our own sin and know that we cannot be a disciple without God's grace, which is freely given. And that grace comes with our repentance. Because many times the great weight we carry is our unwillingness to repent of our sin and turn back to God. But we cannot be disciples without grace, nor without repentance, for the two walk hand in hand. And when we are willing to say yes to discipleship, to be willing to accept God's grace is when we are transformed. Stop discussing and start obeying. I can imagine for some of you that words like obey may grate you the wrong way because they feel like you are not allowed any free will in the moment. Obey and obedience can often be used to oppress other people. But in Jesus's use here, the obedience, the saying yes to Jesus is done with a free heart and a full heart. And it is that freedom which is a part of our transformation. It's the resistance to grace that makes things untenable. It's the resistance to grace that makes 
the possibility of carrying the cross of Christ unbearable. And so when we imagine that journey with Christ and we wonder how we can possibly make it along the way, grace is how it happens. And then today, you know, people have been asking me, how in this world do we continue? Because we are exhausted. So many of us have have shared grief in loss of loved ones from COVID-19, from illnesses, from economic loss due to the closing of businesses and the loss of jobs. There is sheer anguish over the naming of systemic racism in this country. We have all of these burdens that we are struggling to carry. And Jesus is calling us into discipleship in the middle of all of this because this call is more important now than it has ever been. And it's important because our discipleship is what will transform this world into God's kingdom. Our discipleship of grace and love through Jesus Christ is what closes that gap of sin that Paul mentions in Romans. That's the only way that we can close that gap. And that gap in the middle there is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ as the mediator between us and the world. That is how we journey as disciples in this time that has so much suffering and pain is because Christ is in the middle of it all with us. And every relationship that we navigate, Christ is there to mediate through us to other people, to creation, in a way that speaks to the gift of God and of love and of healing and transformation. Bonhoeffer says, the only the mediator can call to discipleship. And as we are on this journey of discipleship, as I mentioned, we are needed more than ever now. An image we can use along this way is to remember Discipleship is not a sprint, it's a marathon. Sprints are quick and you have a burst of adrenaline and you're done. Marathons are the long distance. And if you've ever prepared for a marathon or know someone who has, there is much that goes into the preparation for the journey. And we find that preparation and foundation in Christ because it doesn't matter how fancy your shoes are or whether or not you have a great fitness app on your phone. It is the journey on the foundation that will get you to the end. And that means when we're called to be disciples that we cannot just simply say yes cerebrally or even in our heart, but there's an act that comes with that. The marathon runner is transformed by the actual run the entire distance. Peter had to act to discover his faith. He had to step out of the boat. We have to act when we say yes to discipleship to discover our faith. And that's part of the transformative process. But it means in doing so that we have to go the whole distance, even when our legs are tired. We can't take the shortcut on the side street. We can't stop at the tent for water and pretend that we're done. We have to go the whole distance. That's what carrying Christ's cross is. And we do so with grace and love 
demonstrated to us by Jesus and we embody that in our actions in the world. So may you carry that marathon of discipleship with you this morning, knowing that the entire way Jesus is running right alongside. Amen.